So I said, okay, scratch this. I've got to write the book. And so I started the process. Grant was the one who said, you, you need to be a voice. So he pushed me and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's what I love about love because true love for me is someone who helps you achieve your goals and your dreams, even mm -hmm. before you like actually have it set as that's your goals and your dreams. Anyway, long story short, I wrote the book, um, seven months into it again, Grant comes to the rescue, but not in a pretty way, but it worked. Uh, he said, how's the book coming along? And I was like, I can't sit still. I'm not, I can't write books because my process is not his process. He writes down chapters and bloop, 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 bloop. And he's very organized and he shoots it off. My process is I just start writing. And then by the time I get to chapter five, I think of another story that had to go in chapter one. So mm -hmm. now I stop here and I go back to chapter one, but now I have to like now I can't remember where I left off at five. So now I have to reread the whole thing, but then I see other things along the way and it's totally psychotic. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com, freemoneytipsbook.com. Head over there, get your free ebook, Seven Unshakable Tips to Get You Started on Your Financial Journey, which is perfect because today's episode, I get to interview Elena Cardone. She is the powerhouse woman behind the powerful and very outspoken Grant Cardone, and she's going to tell us how to not only be in business with your husband, to talk about being a mother, to be the outspoken powerhouse woman that she is, and how she truly gives back to her 10x community. Hi, Elena. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for what, I, what we're going to have as an incredible show today. Yes. So the name of the podcast is Empower, Empower Her, Money. Her Money. Yes. And we talk all things money and business. So obviously a lot of people know who you are, but for maybe the couple of people on my podcast that don't know about Elena Cardone, give us a quick backstory. Oh, okay. So quick backstory. Um, let's see. I was... I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, as this independent, powerful woman, never depend on a man for anything. Um, yes, I still think that women should understand and be able to self-sustain uh, in life and, and not have to depend on somebody that's controlling their lives in order where they have to be subservient. I'm not saying that. But I came from that indoctrination, be this independent, powerful woman, never depend on a man no matter what. But that worked against me when I finally surrendered, tapped out at the age of 30 and married my husband. I was still married to him operating under that pretense. And it caused obviously, um, you know, conflict because I didn't want to depend on him. But it's it, it, it's it's quite dichotomous because now I'm in a marriage. And of course, I depend on him to do his role. He depends on me to do my role. So we spent the first four years fighting each other because I was vying for this position and not, 
you know, ever needing to need him. And then one day, uh, I don't need to get into that, but I had an epiphany because of certain circumstances. And I woke up to the fact that, wow, you know, um, that piece of stable datum, independent, strong, powerful woman, never depend on a man, doesn't apply to me in this instance with my husband because I found the one I trust. He's a good man. And then I was able to depend on a man. I was able to get an alignment with him. And then we were actively able to work together toward a heightened level of success. And we've achieved financially far more than a girl who never went to college and grew up in New Orleans in a very middle-class um, upbringing could ever imagine. We have a beautiful family. I never actually even thought I could have a family because I even thought that was somehow compromising to women empowerment groups around the world because somehow in my head that having children was somehow um, taking away from, from my importance of life. So long story wrapped up now, I did a complete 180 and now I actually depend on a man. He depends on me. I have no problem saying that because I found the one that I trust. We built an empire and I actually took a 180 from thinking uh, family and a children hold you back in life to the 180 and now recognizing that that is the most important and valuable uh, contribution that I could have actually made to society and they've improved my life and elevated my game. So I just, that's me in a nutshell, my transformation and being willing to give up old ideas and to uh, be willing to accept new ideas. And in doing so, I've arrived to this really cool place in life and that's where I am now. Yes, and I believe that too. So you've still taken, you're, you're still a powerhouse woman. And you could have, you know, been behind the scenes, but you have chosen not to. You are very outspoken. You do run 10X Ladies and do incredible things as well. So talk about how you decided to still keep that powerful feminine side of you and be the public figure instead of just being someone behind the scenes, behind the powerful man. Well, I was behind the scenes for a number of years, especially when my my children were very young. I, I wanted to be um, a mother. I wanted to be, not, not that a mother who's working is not a mother. I, let me rephrase that. People love to take what I say out of context all the time. But I wanted to be uh, a stay-at-home mother. And so, um, so that's what I chose to do. And I actually went through a bit of an identity crisis. I had a lot of my self-worth wrapped up in how much do I make and this and that. And, and I struggled with that. And I was not doing that back then. I'm doing that now because I've made an evolution. Mm -hmm. I went through it. I've come up with my own, uh, my own thoughts about it. My children are now 12 and 14. So they're at an age now where they, let's be honest, they don't want me in their lives 24 <laughs> seven. So now I have time to actually get the message out there. And, uh, and, and, and empathize with women and be able to say, hey, if you are going through similar circumstances where you are a stay-at-home mom, you're, you are struggling with these issues, hey, I can identify with you. And hey, let me tell you, being a mom is the most 
important role that you can actually have in society because without a mother the civilization ceases to exist period like without mothers there's no mankind so there's that right so i'm trying to like help women be empowered own their power not diminish it never say just a mom but it's not just the moms you know uh that i that i'm now being a force for but really about uh women empowerment how do women have self-value confidence how do we work in the workplace and balance the the being a wife and the children and i'm not saying i'm perfect by any means but i figured a lot of things out that i think could help fast track uh women's way to success i have some stats behind me now mm -hmm. so if uh the the reason i'm uh, uh, obligated now to come out and speak forward is because i I, I, I believe that it's to my benefit spiritually to, if I can help another woman along this path and help change the trajectory of her mind, her, her life, um, then, then I'm fulfilled spiritually if I accomplish those goals. Yes. And you wrote this book, Build an Empire, which is one of my favorite books. And I love that you also spoke to not just married women in the book, but also single women in the book. So when you decided that you were going to write a book, talk about that process. Like what inspired you to kind of put this in? This is not like a little tiny book that some people will just put out to say, I'm an author, but you put some real value into this book. So what made you decide that it was time for you to write a book? Uh, was, it was my husband. I, I never thought I was smart. I hated book reports. Uh, the, the idea of writing a book was just atrocious to me. I hired a, a ghost writer. I told, I spent three hours with this woman and I told her my whole life story. And what came back to me was nothing of what I told her. She was like, oh, and, and one of this little thing was, and I couldn't, like from when I was younger, I detested, like I never wanted to be married. That's part of my story. I never wanted to have kids because I was cuckoo, but so it comes back and it was like, and the dress, the wedding dress that I dreamed of since being a little kid. And I was like, I, I can't do this. Not authentic. So I, well, it wasn't true. It wasn't me. It wasn't my voice. So I said, okay, scratch this. I've got to write the book. And so I started the process. Grant was the one who said, you, you need to be a voice. So he pushed me and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that's what I love about love because true love for me is someone who helps you achieve your goals and your dreams, even mm -hmm. before you like actually have it set as that's your goals and your dreams. Anyway, long story short, I wrote the book, um, seven months into it again, Grant comes to the rescue, but not in a pretty way, but it worked. Uh, he said, how's the book coming along? And I was like, I can't sit still. I'm not, I can't write books because my process is not his process. He writes down chapters and bloop, 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 bloop. And he's very organized and he shoots it off. My process is I just start writing. And then by the time I get to chapter five, I think of another story that had to go in chapter one. So mm -hmm. now I stop here and I go back to chapter one, but now I have to like now I can't remember where I left off at five. So now I have to reread the whole thing, but then I see other things along the way and it's totally psychotic. And I would probably try to do Grant's way the next time, but then I would continue on. And then chapter seven, same thing. And I'd have to go back and redo the whole thing. So, but anyway, uh, Grant said, how's the book coming along? I had a million excuses. He says, well, you're lazy and a coward. 
couldn't believe it. I was like, how is he not supporting me? Until I realized that in my idea of support would have been, oh, to, oh, coddle me. And, but, but that, that's not support. That's like coddling my weaknesses so I could be insecure and continue to use my excuses. Whereas he kind of metaphorically punched me in the face, woke me up and I was like so angry. I stayed in my house for the next month and got the book done. As a result, I felt so empowered. I was like, oh my God, I'm one of the smart people. Who knew? I wrote a book. So I rehabilitated myself in that book. And then as, a, as an added benefit, of course, people like yourself tell me how that that book changed their lives. Even my executive assistant who was, uh, who was with her at that time, boyfriend for eight years, when he read the book, when he finished reading the book, he proposed to her immediately because of that book. And I hear these success stories all the time. And, and so- um, What I really loved about the book when you did talk, because I am currently single, I am divorced, um, but you talked about you know making, not only just making the list of what your ideal man looks like, and not being afraid to really go into detail about that, but then imagining the woman that he's looking for and realizing that I was not in a place where I wanted to be to meet that person. So that was like a huge eye opener for me because it took it so much further than I had read in other books and really made me think about who am I and where do I need to go and kind of incentivized me to become the better person because I wanna meet someone much different than where I've been dating. So that was an incredible takeaway for me. Oh, so awesome. When I had that epiphany, it was an, an incredible wake up call for me as well. Because when I, when I realized that I thought, oh my gosh, if I want the guy that I wrote down, what's he going to want? He's going to want a woman who wants him, not, I don't need you. I don't need nothing. Like, like who wants to be with someone who doesn't need them? Like, how good does that feel? Like you're right. just going to go off and do whatever, whenever, because you like, no, everyone wants to be needed, wanted, felt special. So I was like, okay, well, there's an out point. And I just looked at it and I was at the time hanging out in bars and excessive drinking. And I was like, nope, this guy wants a family. This guy wants a wife. This guy wants to build a life with a woman and it won't be that woman. And I had to really make a lot of life changes. Yep, understand. So you're also a mother to two beautiful and intelligent young women who are very much involved in the business. Talk about how that's important to you and Grant and how you include them so much and what you do every day. Well, they're invited to everything. I drove Sabrina over this morning and she's uh, just sitting in and, and hangs out with Grant all day. She's smart, she's understanding the business. It is very important. I don't push that on them. But it's important um, because I feel they're, they'll never get what they get just being in this environment from a school system. It's not taught, nor do the people teaching it have, they, most people don't have this access to this knowledge and experience that we've already been through to pave the way. I mean, it's just most people, let's face it, aren't 10x. Most people are satisfied with enough is enough. And most people think that people like Grant and I with these grandiose empire mindset, you know, are too much or they want to criticize it because they don't want to do enough. So it's very important um, because they're going to get skills 
that they just wouldn't otherwise. My other daughter is at home right now. She's an actress and she's got a callback. So she's filming um, mm -hmm. via Zoom with the people on the callback. And her interest at 12 isn't so much hanging out with the office. Sabrina 14, she does. Am I gonna pressure her to come over here? No, mm -hmm. but I'm going to foster and nurture the direction and the path that they choose to go in. So, you know, Scarlett, I've helped get uh, her age. Well, I mean, her talent got her. I just facilitated the coordination of the meetings, but with her agent, her, her manager, we've had singing lessons, dancing lessons, acting lessons to really facilitate her growth as an artist. Yeah, so you're opening the door to what interests them and allowing mm -hmm. them to take the action, but encouraging them without pushing at the same time. So that's an incredible approach. And it's difficult as a parent to not be pushy. So I commend you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's their life, you know, it's, it's their, they get, the, they get the right to make their mistakes or choose their path. And I'm just here to provide a distraction-free um, environment where they can flourish and prosper. And there's the, um, the borders of uh, this is the world, the outside of those borders. If you break my rules, those are the consequences. Mm -hmm. You will know about them ahead of time. There's no surprises. You're free to break the rules. This is your life. If you break the rules, you deal with the consequences. I'm not even gonna get mad at you, but that, that, like, let's just have it all clear. Within the barrier, uh, in, the, in, in the environment, you can paint your strokes, you can do whatever you want. It is your creation. I'm just here to help facilitate and be the best mentor, friend, mother, guidance uh, that you allow me to be. Uh, you know, of course, I'm gonna hold the, the parameter uh, that I set for you, because that's my role as a mother. But the end goal is to, is to facilitate two competent, happy children that are contributing members to society. That's my role as a mother. So that's I, everything I do is geared to, you know, create, allowing the Petri dish for them to flourish and prosper in. And to be the role model as well. So that's great too. Yeah. I have been to quite a few 10X ladies. I live in Miami, so it's very easy for me to come up to the office. I'll be here at the Real Estate Summit in a few weeks. I've got my necklace that you gave to me. Um, so I'm, I brought my daughter who is 20 to the last 10X ladies and I bought the diamond ticket because for me, I wanted her to be around the best of the best and have a chance to talk with you, which you did some little one-on-one -on -one coaching and with Natalie Dawson, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it, it is important to be a parent to open the doors but also to know that they have to work to get to where you're at as well. Right. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. So you are a highly intelligent person, by the way. One of the things that fascinate me about you is your love and study for like the origin of words. Where do you think that came from? Well, it actually came from um, a mentor that I study in depth, a man by the name of L. Ron Hubbard. He founded Dianetics and the Church of Scientology. And I had ma massive study issues my entire life, uh, again, thinking I was a slow and dull student. And then I picked up a very, um, very basic book for children called Learning How to Learn. Mm -hmm. And then I picked up another book called The Basic Study Manual. 
and it tells you the three barriers to study. And I'll just briefly tell them to you, but it changed my life forever. So the barriers to study are, well, one of them is, is you know, one barrier is you have to have interest in the subject that you want to study, right? So, and, and, and then you can't think you know it all. But the three barriers are one, absence of mass. What does that mean? That means if I am studying about a thermos, right? Uh, or, or a deer, and a, a child at three years old is studying a deer, and, and an adult assumes that they don't know what a deer is because everyone knows what a deer is, the mass is actually supplying the picture. The ideal scene would be to show and go to the zoo and say, that is a deer, the live deer. Obviously, in a school setting, you can't do that, but show the picture of the deer. That way they can say, oh, that's a deer, that's a goat. This is the difference between a deer, a goat, a dog. You understand? That's mass. When you don't supply the mass, there's certain phenomenon that goes with that. Hmm. The next one is um, too steep a study gradient. That's usually in, involved in um, you know, activities like dance or something like that. And so that's too steep a study gradient. That means you were learning this and then you skipped something and went to the next gradient and you lack this and now you're a too steep a gradient and you feel confusion and reelingness. Yeah. See, but now that I can identify confusion and reelingness, I go, oh, too steep a study gradient. What does that say I have to do? And right. you have to go back to where you were last doing well. And at that point, you either have a misunderstood word in something or you didn't fully lock down the last step of that dance you're moving your foot different or something, then you went to go do something else, but you didn't get that piece in. And now you can't have the ability to do the, the, the further dance because you didn't lock it in. So, and the third barrier, which is where the origin comes from, is the misunderstood word. And it's deadly because most kids misunderstand words. Mm -hmm. And it has, it has horrible phenomena like blankness. Have you ever read on a page and you started to read a story and then the rest of the page goes blank and you went into complete non-comprehension? Mm -hmm. Well, the school system will tell you that you have ADHD and they'll label you and try to put you on drugs. But if you understand the barrier to study, the misunderstood word, you can go back again to where you were last doing well. And at the tail end of that, you will have a misunderstood word, guarantee it's never failed. And so, so also the phenomena, just so your listeners know, if your child is hyper, nervous, kicks like this, those are all phenomenon of misunderstood word. If your child has the phenomenon of wanting to blow, meaning leaving, mm -hmm. they've, uh, they've accumulated many of these misunderstood words. And as a parent, what you could do is spot check your kid and say, what is the definition of workshop? Have the kid tell you. If they don't know, then you tell them and have them reread the section or read it to them and you'll rehabilitate them and they'll actually start to be able to comprehend. But when you're clearing the word, that's what it's called. When you look up this word, you don't understand. You quickly go over and find the applicable definition to how it applies in the context and you, and you read it through. And then you look at all the other definitions and you make sentences with each of those um, words till you fully understand. And then you look at the origin of the word so you can understand the history. And that is where my love of words came from. Because mm -hmm. once I finally got this study technology, 
That again, L. Ron Hubbard put out, basic study manual, learning how to learn, phenomenal books. I'm pretty sure you can order them online. Um, child books, they have grammar books. Anyway, my intelligence shot up. Mm -hmm. I just thought I was that way and nothing could be changed about your intelligence, but mine it sharply increased after I started looking up words. I felt more confident. I could read better. I used to not be able to just read something cold out loud. I would stutter. I had um, a very severe anxiety if the teacher called on me um, because that was a very difficult subject for me and it all got rehabilitated. So yeah, that's my love of words. That's good. That's a good, good understanding of it. You, you had to remove some blockages so that you could absorb the information in a different way that makes sense to you. And now, you know, you're intelligent. It just, you had to learn it differently. And back then they just didn't know how to tell you that. Nobody, exactly. I mean, why, why aren't they teaching you in school, learning how to learn? Like no one taught me how to learn. Like I, I'm just, I thought learning meant I had to memorize because that is what I had to do mm -hmm. uh, to pass the test. Problem with memorization is it's not applicable. So now we're overburdening kids with the task of memorization. What year was Dr. So-and-so blah? Does it matter? Why is this applicable? It's stressful, it's anxiety. And then you're gonna tell me that I got an F because I can't remember dates and now you're gonna label me dumb because no, how do you apply? But they're not asking in schools, how can you apply this? Or why is this data or how would you, give me three examples of how you could apply this data to your life. Uh, okay, then we're breeding smart, intelligent children who can learn how to think and apply the data to life rather than just let me stress the hell out of them and then go drug them with a bunch of drugs and label them with a whole bunch of problems, mm -hmm. like, no. Yeah, well, we can go into like a five-day workshop about the failure of school system, but this is why as parents, we take on the responsibility to teach them better. So I have another question for you. What's, what's next for you? I believe you have a podcast coming out, but what is the future for Elena Cardone? Oh God, we have big futures. I'm doing a podcast. It's launching in January, the Elena Cardone show. I'm going to interview 52 women and men. It's a woman empowerment show. So for the women, yes, their life story, it's going to be incredible, applicable data, inspiration, great tips for the gentlemen that I interview. Uh, it's really picking their brains. I have this idea to interview really successful, wealthy men to, 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 to see what are they like? How did they get their success? And then talk to them about relationships, non-negotiables. What is their idea of this woman that would too much makeup this much? Like what, what is, what do you, what are your thoughts on everything pertaining to women and just um, chopping it up with the guys so that these single women can look at these men um, married and single and and just get an idea of okay i th this is interesting from their point of view mm -hmm. um given that they're all like very successful non-degenerate rich men <laughs> um that that's my goal yeah you're using it as a platform to teach other people 
by you know similar and, and learning people. and learning myself i I'm, I'm trying to figure out you know how can women and men uh, work more cohesively together and get on the same page so i have the podcast coming up i've got my whole empire series that i do i do that four times a year with the empire academy i have 10x couples we go out twice a year with couples to um remote Cabo retreats and we have a blast. It's more of an experience. That's a whole lot of fun. I have my real estate empire. I'm growing to um, a thousand plus this this next, hopefully two to five thousand this next year. That would be incredible. And um, you know, continuing to help around here, being the wife or the mother. So we have a lot of big events. I have a 10x ladies club that I'm starting this year. Um, where I can really hone in on some really um, high-powered, accountable-driven uh, 10x ladies who want to be in a women's only group mm -hmm. where we can uh, have a, an experience and, and hold each other accountable and, and be able to work and exchange and collaborate with each other to be the women behind the women Mm -hmm. in life and in business. So I'm forming the 10X Ladies Club this year that I'm really looking forward to. Yes, and maybe we can do an excursion too someday. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Elena, I really appreciate your time today and being on the Empower Her Money podcast. Can I just get a quick testimonial from you about being on the show? Oh, well, it was awesome being on this show. You ask very um in, enriched questions that that are that are exciting and stimulating and i'm i'm really appreciative to be here and that you did trust me with your audience it was really an honor to be here today mm -hmm. and be able to um, open the doors to our communities with each other so i appreciate it, it was a very fun experience Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Elena. Go check out Elena Cardone. Her podcast is coming out soon. Follow her on social media. And if you're in Miami and come to a 10X event, reach out to me and we will do big things together. Thank you. I love it. And if and the book that you showed earlier, if they if your if your audience wants that book for free, go to elenacardone.com forward slash empire. Um, just pay for the shipping, but I'll send you the book for free. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into Empower Her Money podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast, and leave a review wherever you are tuning in.